Spoilers. I'm saying I just started recording. Oh, you just started recording? Oh, dear. I've had like four beers through the course of this. I'm going to be like all crazy drunken Casey through this podcast. Yeah, so we just watched Day of the Doctor. 50th anniversary Doctor Who special. The Day of the Doctor. I watched it for the second time, but we managed to... uh, cheat our way into the BBC website and watch it all online. I had to pretend I was a British person, so did yep. Joseph, in order to watch it, to trick our internet. We had to call the internet and be like, Hello! <laughs> what, we would like to use the internets. And they were like, Enjoy the old England! We better stop before we offend someone. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> British people don't get offended by things. No, they're like they're they're the greatest people on the planet. They're a happy bunch of people that just love Americans so much. Every time I see it, uh, this is a little bit off topic. Oh crap! I got to go back to that that holeless site. Um, um. Every time I watch like a uh, like the Yogs cast interview an American, they do nothing but make fun of America, and America does nothing but make make fun of Great Britain. So, but but we love all of you. So there you go. There you go. Yep, so we've been looking forward to this special for a long time, especially you. Yeah, oh, I don't know what it is, but I really love Doctor Who. Like, you could you could say I'm, I'm like, obsessed. I mention it all the time, so... You're always talking, like, relating stuff back to it. I think it's because, like, like honestly, I think it's because... We, we don't, we've never really been able to talk about Doctor Who officially, have we? No, we never really did a podcast on it, yeah. Like, um... Like it, it, this sounds kind of pretentious to say, but I feel like 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 the whole style of Doctor Who is very close to like the the style of character that I really like to write. You know, like when it comes to to Canthos, which we've never seen in anything that we've made, or a lot of things. You know, like um to the point that like a lot of my role play characters are very similar to it and stuff. And people were telling me like this is very close to to Doctor Who like esque, and I got into it that way and um. And it was just like, oh my god, like, this is perfect. This is the most perfect TV show on the internet. Or, it's just, just know, like me. It's just, well, not to say it's just like me, but it's just, like, it's very close to, like, the, the things that I find, like, the, the most funny or entertaining or whatever you, what, what have you when it comes to writing, so. Yeah. So, um, leading up to this, like, there's been a few episodes of the actual TV show that kind of leads up to this unknown doctor like the, the like the, the one that uh, John Hurt plays yeah and, and this mystery about um wherever he died at and uh and, and of course like throughout the entire series like the new series it's been uh like the uh time war and how the doctor was like the like the like killed the time wars basically yeah yeah that's been a very prevalent point about the, the recent reboot. Especially, not so much with the um, Matt Smith one, but, uh, but like the uh, David Tennant and the um, Eccleston one. Eccleston, yeah. Yeah, a lot more of that. In fact, Eccleston, like, I would say that his entire season was focused on nothing but, like, death and loss. Yeah. Just about the time war and everything. Like, every single episode has something to do with losing something. I wonder how soon after... Um, he regenerated into that doctor, um, like, like the new series started. I don't know. I, I, yeah, because like the first episode starts with what he's like in a mini mall, 
like rescuing Rose Tyler from mannequins. Who was the moment? So do you think he uh, tracked her down? Oh, maybe. See, another interesting question is, um, do you think... Well, no, probably not. But actually, when we were watching that, I was wondering if it was going to turn out that Rose Tyler, all through history, was actually the moment. No, Just they said that the they, moment, they took yeah. an image from her from, from his future. future yeah. yeah. Which kind of made me sad because, like, I was looking forward because when I heard about this, I, I remember hearing about that. You know, Rose Tyler is going to be in it. I was like, oh, like, I wonder what her reaction to uh, Matt Smith is going to be like, because <laughs> she's like totally in love with the Doctor, but. I feel that David Tennant's more of, like, the adventurer kind of character. Matt Smith is more of, like, the crazy uncle. You know, like, so, like, how would she take that? You know, like, you're the future of the man I love, you know? In, uh, in retrospect, like, everything I read, it was saying that, what's her name? Michelle Pfeiffer or something like that? Uh, it's it's uh, Billy Piper. Billy Piper. I was kind of almost close. It was always saying that she's in it and not really saying what character she is. Yeah. And people may have put, like, Rose because they assumed it was her. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so this episode is about the last day of the time war. Like, there's like a subplot with um, some aliens called Zygons. Let Zygons yeah. be Zygons. <laughs> and uh, but, but most of it is, is about that last day of the time war, and uh, all the versions of the Doctor like wondering if it's the right thing to do, if it was the right thing to do. I get the feeling that the, the Zygons might have only been in this. Simply because, like, it's a Doctor Who staple to have a goofy, like, B-horror villain that shows up. Yeah, like, this was, uh, a read up on it, this was, like, the first time they've appeared since, you know, the old series. And I mean, like, they were, it, it was a funny villain. They weren't really a villain, though, in my opinion. They just were kind of there. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, they, they had some setup with different things that's true. they can do. Well, like, the, it, like for example, um... In the where it goes back to David Tennant, and he's having the picnic with Queen Elizabeth the first. Like when they showed up, it, it just felt like, oh, this is just like a you know a Doctor Who's coming out of one of his adventures. You know, yeah. like it felt like a side thing, and I, you know, then they kind of got mixed up in it. But now I'm thinking back to the David Tennant episode. I guess it was you know his his last episodes where the Time Lords came back to like modern day Earth. Yeah, and um. I'm trying to remember what they said the moment was. They they didn't really like a lot of it was pretty vague. Um, I've watched episode, I've watched every episode of Doctor Who since the reboot or whatever with Christopher Eccleston. Like almost at least three times. I love the series that wow. much. It, Crazy I man. Like, I feel really bad because I make fun of people that could quote episodes of things, but I probably could. Um, <laughs> my God. But no, like, uh, that episode was all about, like, um, they showed back up, they, they described the moment as, like, they, because they always talk about, like, how Gallifrey burned, but the moment was just, I, I get the feeling it was supposed to be more like a thing where they just got time-locked in that last day, and it just got, like, pulled over to us. Well, a time-lock is a... a event in time that can't be changed. Like, you can't even enter, you can't, like, you know, like, the Doctor can't travel to that point in, in history. And I think that's what a time walk is. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, it it's, it's, it's like they it's like they erased the whole thing with mystery, in a sense. I don't know. Yeah, because like I remember back to that episode, it was like, it was, it was the final days, and they were doing the thing with the Master. 
you know, put yeah. the, the coded message. But I, I seem to remember that it was called the moment because they were reliving the last moment of the war. Yeah. Over like they were stuck again. in that they were stuck in that like last final moment. And they, they managed to escape by sending that beat into the master's head so that he could pull him out. Yeah, so like I'm wondering if they kind of retconned what the moment was in that episode, kind of. I think I don't think so. Like I said, it, they're very vague about what yeah. the moment actually is, so they could probably get away with a lot. Because like when you hear the the term "the moment," you feel like a moment, of, like it's it's like a moment in time. Yeah. Um, I think that's just the name. I they think gave. they were saying like since time was getting so distorted, like they kept reliving their deaths over and over again. Yeah, that was. I remember reading on Wikipedia. Like, yeah. Wikipedia is for all the episodes too. Um, the, um, that the reason it's called the Time War is because that, like, you know, the Daleks would go and like win a battle, and then the Time Lords would say like, "Nope," and they'd go back and try to retcon that battle, and then the Daleks would go back and retcon that, which means that like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like it's all their, you know, throughout the Time War, like all these things just kept getting relived and rebooted over and over and over. That, I think I might have even said event. like when when the Doctor use the moment like time reverted back to that you know that event over and over and over and over and over yeah yeah like it just like the whole event was just so full of time energy that it just the whole thing got distorted and was just like erasing the universe which is why it was so bad um and sort of the revelation in this one is is that they actually didn't destroy gallifrey now this Oh, that like I, I when that was happening, I, I I said it during the episode, and I was like, oh my god, they're gonna save Gallifrey. Yeah. But like um, when it was leading up to that, I was seeing it coming. Now it's just like, oh, oh, it's so, you know, like because it's just like a like there's an interview I remember talking about at work that like David Tennant said like this is gonna be a turning point in the entire series, and I, I kind of see why they said that now. Because it really is. Like, what what does this mean? Like, what does this entail for the entire universe? Of well, that means Gallifrey's in a big Harry Potter painting. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that this is going to be a big arc for the next, like, the next season about the Doctor trying to find, like, where it ended up. Yeah. So, so did they paint it? Did, did like, all the, all the 12, the 13 Doctors all get together in their TARDISes? And like well, it is, it's like a, a stasis cube is what they're saying. So yeah. somewhere there's a planet size stasis of, of the last day of the war where um, the Daleks oh. just destroyed each other. And I get the feeling that um, that the Time Lords didn't like the Doctor. I mean, they, they kind of say that in this episode of like, oh, he's crazy or whatever. But I think like now I've not watched a lot of the old seasons. I think they didn't like like the the war doctor that he's he became well because in the old season too there, there's clips of him like talking about why he he stole a tardis and ran away and stuff is because the the time lords are kind of like the great catalogers of the universe and he wanted to experience everything or whatever so i was kind of got, kind of got the impression that they didn't like him that like, yeah, they knew true. about him but they they didn't want were we him. reading a Reading about an episode where he became president of Gallifrey. <laughs> he became the he became the dictator. Yeah, this is a Tom Baker episode, I think. <laughs> wasn't that? <clears throat> that wasn't the worst episode on that list. But yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was one of the bad ones though. Apparently, like there's like a twist, but he becomes like an evil dictator of Gallifrey. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm I'm wondering what this is going to imply for the whole series because I've kind of I mean like I. 
I don't want to say I grew up with the current form format of Doctor Who because I really didn't. Because <laughs> you didn't at all. <laughs> but but I mean like I've been introduced at like like where did I get introduced to Doctor Who at actually? I remember probably Chris Bow. Well, no, well Chris Bow brought it up because like it's no it's no lie that Wonders of the Universe has. Wait, where am I going with this? Um. Like, like, one of our people that works at Works, um, is was a huge fan of Doctor Who and, like, kept throwing elements of Doctor Who at us and we're like, I don't know if this is... But, like, um, he had ideas for it and then, like, I, I don't know, I, I heard from co-workers or something. I saw a couple episodes at work and then decided I'd go ahead and watch it and started at Christopher Eccleston. So, like, the old series I didn't get to really get into very much and I tried to every once in a while and just decide that I can't stand it and just go back to the recent ones. Yeah, the old Doctor Who is... Like, I always say it's just a product of its time. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's bad or boring. It's, it's just... It's aged. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, aged. It's, it, the episodes yeah. I watched, I watched a few of them. Um, they were good, but uh, I wasn't enthralled by them by any means. Yeah, like... They are both I mean, uh, there's Tom Baker dogs. There's neat ideas in there, but it's like, you know, it, it's very 70s. Everything is very drawn out and slow and... Yeah. It was a nice cameo of Tom Baker. I didn't know that was Tom Baker. I had to ask. Well, first I didn't, but uh, Tom Baker has this very uh, distinct, like, nose and eyes. Yeah, Yeah, so. Well, and the the thing, you know. uh, Plus I thought, it's like, if they were going to bring back one doctor who's still alive, um, who would they bring back? And I was like, oh, it's obviously Tom Baker. He's, like, one of the iconic, like, Doctor Who Oh incarnations. Goodness. If I go use the restroom, what happens to the podcast? Uh, I will cut it out. Oh. So go ahead really? and go to the bathroom. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll put I, in I, a I'll put in a TARDIS noise right here, and it will <laughs> come back to it. Exterminate. So how many callbacks, like catchphrases, do you catch in this special? I was waiting for the L on Z and the Geronimo together. Um, <laughs> Did you really and notice it, that? it happened, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, did you really notice that that Matt Smith ever like that, that Geronimo was like his thing in his series? I think he said it a couple times. He says it a lot. He says it about almost as much as um oh, Matt David Tennant says Alan Z. The thing is, is that most people don't notice for some reason, and I don't really know why. Hmm. I, I only picked it up like when I watched through his when series. he said it. I was like, oh yeah, it's this thing he says. All the time, but I, I don't really think of. I think of the Fez more than I do the Geronimo. Yeah, like I don't really know what in writing creates a catchphrase, but yeah, that, that's his, and you never really notice it till. Like I said, I watched it like a second time through, and that's when I picked up that. Oh, he says Geronimo like all the time. That's one of the first things he says when he regenerates, actually. Um, oh, when he's like falling on the, on the TARDIS. Yeah, when the TARDIS is crashing, and he's just like, Geronimo! You know, um... I, I liked how the John voice. Hurt Doctor was just, it's like, uh, young kids these days. <laughs> it's like He didn't have a lot of screen time, actually. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. He, he was in there a good bit. He was, I guess. I don't know. So it, it's, it's, just, it's like when Matt Smith goes, like, a, a timey-wimey, John Hurt is like, timey what? Yeah. <laughs> That was actually pretty good. And then, and then David Tennant just goes, I, I don't know where he picked that up from. <laughs> well, he said that first during the um, 
Yeah, that was that was the, the weeping thing. angel yeah. episode. Actually, he, I think that's the only time he used it. But then Matt Smith Doctor said it a whole bunch. Yeah. Well, that's the, one of the big differences between David Tennant and Matt Smith is that Matt Smith is more whimsical and funny, and David Tennant's like the more I don't want to say he's down to earth because he's funny as well, but he's more. I would say he's more adventurous. He's more like he's all about like the action and stuff, you know. And David Tennant's all like, or I'm sorry, Matt Smith is a bit, bit more of like a crazy uncle. But um, yeah, like I like how just all the doctors like played off each other. Yeah, and that was pretty good. Though. Just remembering how um, the uh, David Tennant doctor just acted because it's been a while since I saw an episode with him. Yeah. Well, it's. I don't know. It, it, it was it was nice to see more David Tennant there, especially like almost a whole subplot with him and Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, because that yeah, that's kind of like a, a throwaway thing that happened like during his his show that I think I mentioned a couple times as a joke. Yeah, but you always wondered like what happened with her. Yeah. <laughs> it's our arch nemesis, the Doctor. Yeah, like why was that? Why yeah. was like like when that joke started, she was really mad at him. It's like what what happened? I don't know. I think he's just always got like this weird relationship with the Queen with <laughs> Queen Elizabeth or whatever. I don't know. It's it's just like I'm not really sure who I, I don't want to take I don't want to take sides on which one I think is the better performance because I like them both. I will say that I think Matt Smith in his early days came off as kind of a prick. Like I'm not really sure what the word is. He was like really arrogant to a lot of situations. Yeah, I remember um, when Matt Sorry, Smith but... first started, like, obviously when like, something changes so radically, you're like, I don't like this one as much. But um, I, I thought it took me a while to warm up to him, and then eventually he became, like, what I think of as the Doctor a little more. Yeah. Well, in his early days, and I, I don't know if this is his fault or the writing's fault, but there's a lot of points when, like, there'll be a, a, a Doctor Who bad guy closing in on him, and he'll just give this big speech about how, like, I'm the Doctor, you're just going to run away, and they do. Yeah. And that happens, like, three or four times in his first season, and, like, like I said, he just kind of comes off as a huge, arrogant prick. But then, like, at the very end of season one, when it turns out to be a trap, it's like, oh, okay, this is a character arc or whatever, you know, but... I think that might have been a point where it's like, hey, Doctor Who's popular. Let's tell us, tell people yeah. how, how great he is. Well, you remember in the first episode of Matt Smith, he does that with the, um, I think they're called the Atraxi, the big eyeball things, and they come down. Yeah. And it's just like, look in your records, you know, like it, it, how many other aliens have invaded Earth. And there's just like all these images of Daleks and Cybermen and stuff. And then he's like, and then why aren't they still invading Earth? And then it shows, like, all the Doctors, and he's just like, hello, I'm the Doctor. Maybe that's kind of like, since it's the first episode of a new Doctor, <laughs> new season. Yeah, you but know, stuck. You have to give, like, a well, kind of a brief overview. I guess, but it, it, it stuck, though, because he did the same thing with the with the Weeping Angels, where he's just like, like, don't set a trap. You know, there's one thing you don't ever want to put in a trap. Me! You know, and then, like, it's like, and then he does the same thing at the end, and I don't know, just... A lot of my friends didn't... They had a hard time getting into Matt Smith because of that. But then after that, he gets a lot better, you know? So. I think my favorite part of the special <clears throat> is when they were doing that thing with the song screwdrivers, like, if we, if I start doing the calculations now in 400 years, it'll be done. 
Oh yeah. And um, Clara just opens the door. Yeah. And she's like, they're like, how do you do that? And she goes, the door was unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> there's this huge complicated thing to open it, and the war doctor was like, why wasn't the door locked? <laughs> or like, why didn't was, you check the door? It was, it was a like. There was a good joke, and it was a perfect moment in, like, the character development there, too. Because it was just, like, all three of them, you know, were the same person, and, like, each of them, you know, like, like they needed each of each other, you know. But ultimately, Clara is just, like, well, she's the one who's, like, the voice of reason, you know. (laughs) It was a good setup for the the ending, when like, when all the doctors uh, were just calculating the... um, how many people? Yeah, yeah like how, how to do all that at once. And, of course, this anniversary special is a good opportunity to show all of the... Uh, all it's the a good actors. opportunity to show dot .pngs of all the doctors. Of all the doctors standing around. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking or from that, the back, you know. I, I'm like, I didn't want to say anything during the episode, but at the end when they're all standing, like, in the, the, I like the, um, uh, the, what do you call it, the dry ice fog... Yeah. At the end, and like the the old ones that aren't around anymore weren't moving. <laughs> like, they yeah, were just, I mean, it, it looked all it looked it looked all right, but obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, someone did some Photoshop work in this episode. This is a huge like Hollywood movie. Um, I bet they could have CG'd. Yeah. Like, faces on, but yeah. All of their look, all of their CG. Budget went straight to the war on Gallifrey. Yeah, that, that first battle scene, which was pretty <laughs> impressive. It only lasted a few minutes, but for a, a TV production, okay, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I wish they got Christopher Eccleston for that regeneration scene. That would have been a nice little thing. Well, you know, it's too bad. I I, I think um because it, like what what did he say? He didn't want to return as the Doctor, but his it, like reason for leaving the show was he didn't want to he didn't want to be typecast or whatever. Well, I read a few different things and yeah. and like one of the lines is is that he was only contracted for one year and he decided not to renew. Well, Chris Bow was it Christopher Bow or someone else? But they were telling me about how like um there's some interview with Christopher Eccleston or. or with Christopher Eccleston, whatever, that's, like, talking about, like, I guess he had differences with, like, the producers or something, you know, like, he didn't get along with the... That's probably why, I mean... Which makes more sense. You probably know? all true, like, he decided not to pursue, he, like, another, like... Yeah, he didn't want contract. to... He probably told everyone, like, oh, I don't want to be typecast, but, you know, in reality, it's like, either he wasn't, maybe he wasn't getting paid enough, or... Or maybe he didn't like the direction the show was going in, or whatever, and was butting heads a lot with the. Yeah, he turned down being in this in this special, but um, I thought regardless, it would have been nice for a a cameo, you know, when he regenerated. But nope, that's all right though. Yeah, he just pops up and then goes like, "Oh God, these ears!" <laughs> if you notice the line, he said, "Oh, I hope my next my next form, his ears are a little bit less um inspicuous." So, yeah. <laughs> He was too busy being uh, Malakath in, 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 in Thor the Dark World. Because so. that's just a wonderful villain in that movie. Um, yeah, John Hurt. So, like, why do you think they got John Hurt to come in? Is he actually a British man? I think he is. 
I'm trying to remember other movies I've seen with John Hurt in them. He's in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and he's an alien. Like, and he's an alien. That's really all I know him from. He's an alien. Who does he play an alien? He's he's the guy. He's the one the alien bursts out of. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Well, there you go, everybody. You'll and I'm sure he's been in other things that I've seen, but yeah. I just didn't know if you. Well, because so many actors have like really decent British accents that they can fake. So, like, there's a lot of British accents on, on television and in movies nowadays, and, like, half of them aren't real. So, like, I don't know anymore, like, who is and who isn't, you know? It's just... I'm not sure if he was, like, a fan of the show, like, in his in his younger days. I think he was, um... He referred to it as, like, a kid show that he just wasn't into. Oh. Um, but the, uh... Which is weird, because... Have you seen the old show? Oh, yeah, you have. You've seen a bit of it. John Hurt's pretty old, so I'm sure when the show was on, he was a little outgrown for it. But the 13th, or the 12th Doctor... I wonder if they're going to refer to the new Doctor as 12 or 13. But um, he said he was a he was a fan of the old show. Now, now, in this episode, near the end, when all the Doctors are coming to save Gallifrey... Um, the guys are just like, oh, 12 of them. And someone goes, no, 13. Does that mean that that Peter Capaldi was there too? Yeah, that was a Peter Capaldi. That was Peter Capaldi's eyes? Yeah. Oh. I thought that Peter Capaldi was going to be the proprietor or the curator of the museum. That's what I thought too. But then I was just, like, oh. But then like, I was like, no, because he's not going to retire after his 13th generation. That's, that's what the next season of Doctor Who is going to be about. Yes, yeah, like, it's him curating the museum. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find it ironic that he's the curator of a museum because earlier in, in Matt Smith's early days, there's a line that um, Riversong has about how he hates museums. Uh, Do you remember that? It, it's just because like he, he only goes to museums to just prove how much better he is than archaeologists or whatever. I like that um that uh lady with the glasses and the scarf. Yeah. She's like a Doctor Who fangirl. Now do you think she um do you think that that was actually the doctor's scarf? I you know they don't say, but I imagine that I mean obviously that, uh, that the future doctor um gave it to her. Because, I mean, like, do you, I, I'm I'm certain they threw the scarf in there because everybody loves Tom Baker. Yeah. I I don't see the, like, I've watched his episodes. I, I gotta watch him next to the other Doctors. I'll admit I've watched a couple old ones, and, like, of the older ones, I like Tom Baker the most, because he's the most realistic. The other ones are, like, very ridiculous. I don't know how to say it. Like, the new ones are fairly ridiculous, too, but in, like, a good way. I don't know how to explain why I like Tom Baker of the old ones, though. I heard the show got pretty silly in its later years. That would make sense. I mean, I've just watched later episodes where, and, like, I won't go into why, but, like, I thought the writing and stuff was really bad in, like, the late, late episodes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. I, mean, the show <laughs> I did can't get, put up with this. The show did get canceled, and there was probably a good reason for it. But yeah, I can't, uh, I never watched the new, like, the, the newer old seasons, so. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Like, you could watch it and probably come to the same conclusion I have. I don't know. I'm a stickler for a good writing. We have some Doctor Who purists listening that are just going... Rawr, rawr, rawr. Well, like, okay, here, here's a good point. 
why does like the newer Doctor Who's the creators of the show felt this massive need to just put question marks all over him? <laughs> like, what's the point of that? Because he's Doctor like, Who. It's like they were so full of themselves at that point that they just had to make sure that you knew this was like a superhero and that was his costume. Like it's like like Tom Baker was one of those ones who were like the the outfit was very subtle in a way that wasn't subtle. If that makes any sense, you know, yeah. the and everything. And the new ones are like that as well. You've got like, um, you know, you've got like, you know, David Tennant where he's got like the bright tennis shoes and like the overcoat and everything. And like, it's, he looks like a college professor. Yeah, he looks like so a like professor of some kind. Yeah, like you can identify with it, but it's not like in your face, like, oh, nobody knows my name. <laughs> you know, it's. But the Matt that, Smith, at least for most of his run, looked like a, a college professor who was a little bit behind the times. Yeah, because <laughs> he had the bow tie and the suspenders. suspenders but he didn't are... care, and that's what that's what was the thing about yeah. it. So, because he just thinks they're cool, so he just wears them. Yeah, he just wears them anyway. I, I always got the feeling that the Matt Smith seasons, when they when they really got going, felt a lot like Harry Potter to me, like the way they were done. That's true. Yeah, it was very Harry Potterish, and not in a way like I don't really know what Harry Potterish like means in a modern sense. It just they had the same kind of vibe to them. Well, what I liked about the Matt Smith season a lot more than the than the David Tennant ones is um just the companions like Amy Pond and uh. There was a much bigger connection. to Yeah, them. like mostly just her. Yeah, it was it was a more of a it was much more of a connection between the Doctor and and her and Rory. I mean, because um, it actually felt like they became a family, where all the, all the ones in the Tennant ones just felt like. Oh, he's, she, along the ride. he's just kind of dragging this poor woman along, <laughs> and somehow they're gonna something horrible is gonna happen to happen to him. <laughs> well, like I, I really liked Donna Noble. Well, because see, like I think that they kind of started to find their ground with Donna Noble, if that makes any yeah. sense. Because like she kind of was his conscience in a lot of ways. Like she was always the one who would tell. In a him lot of ways, wrong. she was his equal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think that. You know, like, she was another voice for him. But, like, before that, you had she a She could, lot... like, match the wit with him, you know? Yeah, it, well, and because you, you had a lot of Rose Tyler before that. And everybody really likes Rose Tyler, like a lot of strong Doctor Who fans. But I felt that she was just kind of the generic love interest. And that's just me. I, I didn't feel like she had, like, a lot of character to her. Well, with, with Rose, I, I didn't like Rose a whole bunch. But I thought she helped calm the Doctor, who was just angry all the time. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I liked Martha Jones, but she didn't really do anything. Yeah, she was kind of the damsel in distress. A yeah, like, so it's like we need a. But reason. I liked her as a, as a character and all that, and uh. Oh yeah. And um, Donna. But I like, just I feel like, sorry, we're all talking at the same time. I apologize, but, but like I'm doing that thing where I talk a lot. <laughs> um. No, I, I don't know. I, I felt that Martha Jones was one of those characters that just like there would be a problem. That he would have to solve, and it would, be, and she would be in the middle of it. You know, he'd have to go save her, and like that happened a lot. And it wasn't that like with with Donna Noble, it was like there'd be a problem, and he would he would solve it with her. And I liked that a lot about her. Mm. In fact, a lot of times she would even she'd even be there to give him reason to solve it. You know, which which I liked a lot. So I don't know. It's and she had a, just a lot of like. Tragic stuff happened to her, which really the end. Yeah. yeah, like even um even even in the beginning with the library, um where she kind of lived this life with this with this man. 
Oh, she always had this. That I think she always had the worst things happening to her. In like the library, she got abducted by the computer. That's what I was like, saying. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and the whole ending, like, and then like, like that 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 guy tried to call out to her, but he he had a stammer, and that really yeah. got to me because I have a stammer too. So it's like, oh no! It's <laughs> <laughs> like this is the worst thing to happen. And then the very end, where she where she like. Just she has the knowledge of the universe inside of her and says, nope, you can't have it. She, she becomes another doctor, but then yeah. it gets erased out of her because it would fry her brain. Yep. And so she just goes back to her old life of reading tabloids and like living with her Yeah, like just doctor. her like, boring, what? mundane life where she was not a... Well, she wasn't a bad person, but where she was just, yeah, just some normal person. And, and uh, like, What, what yeah. else bad happened to Donna Noble? I'm trying to think, like, because... Well, she, there's plenty of her, stuff. Her very first adventure with the doctor after her introduction with the little fat babies um, <laughs> had her destroy the island of Pompeii. <laughs> um, she destroyed it with him. That's yeah. It turned out that it was a. It, it wasn't time locked. It, it was a. Um, what's the term they use in Doctor Who when it's an event that they can't change? A, a fixed or, point or something. It, like that. Yeah, it's, it was a fixed. Pompeii was a fixed point in time. And she had to, uh, and, and he couldn't bring himself to blow up Pompeii. So she pushed the button for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, one interesting fact about that episode, which a lot of Doctor Who fans probably know, is that um, Peter Cavalli. Oh, um, yeah, Peter Capaldi, yeah. Yeah, plays the a, a father character, and one of the priestesses is um, the actress who played Amy Pond. So, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Well, they did that a lot in Doctor Who. I don't know if you knew this or not, but they. They bring in a lot of people to test them out before they bring them in. Well, well I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's more so that they, they bring a lot of actors in, and then they go back and say, hey, that girl was a lot of fun. Let's have her be a companion or whatever. And they'll show up again. She was great when she was a priest that didn't say anything. <laughs> well, I imagine with a lot of like TV and film, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Right? Yeah, it's just like a casting. And stuff. And... Yeah. Um, um, it's funny when, like... It happens in a Star Trek a few times, um, where yeah, an actor will come back as another as another character, but they're obviously the same person, <laughs> like like the same actor. <laughs> happened a couple oh, times. Goodness. Yeah, so uh, the day of the Doctor was a really good episode. I um, I really liked it. It really was really good. I remember talking to some people at work and saying like the reason I was so excited for it today was because, like, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and I really wanted to see where the series would go with, like, a Hollywood-level budget, like, what they could do, like, with, with writing and stuff. Because, I mean, like, you know, you could just throw a lot of effects in there, but Doctor Who is always really good at having, like, that fun adventure, but also having, like, really good character moments. I think I think whenever I was introducing you to the show, I remember talking about how, like, you know, sometimes they'll do a lot of crazy stuff, there's a lot of ridiculous costumes and all that, but... Like at the end of the day, what always what always goes home with me with Doctor Who is the interactions at like at the resolution, like the things that they'll talk about and like the uh, it, just 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 the characters, you know. Um, and like I it, like I was really anticipating seeing what they would do with with this much, you know. It was like let's make a really big event and make an episode off of that. And it was really good. I actually wasn't a big fan of. Um the name of the Doctor, like the season finale. 
Um, yeah. Because it just felt like a premise for something else. And uh, it, it seems like that um, they'll be going more into that a lot in, in the next season. Yeah, yeah. Maybe John Hurt will play another... Maybe John Hurt will be a companion. <laughs> they just uh, released a, a teaser for um Christmas special. Oh, really? And uh, they mentioned that planet name and stuff. and um, Transalore? Yeah, Transalore. And uh, the silence is in it. So. Ooh! It's going to be a really Christmassy. The silence Christmas. It's not going to... I have a feeling it's not going to be it's a whimsical Christmas like the flying fish... Night. Is that? Yeah, it's gonna be called Silent Night. Is it? it well, oh, oh, Silent Night. Okay, yeah. It's a joke. It's not gonna be whimsical like the Flying Fish or the Narnia place in the previous ones, but or it might be. Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll have the Silent in, in a Santa Claus suits. Well, I imagine if I were the Doctor, that would be like. That would be the first place I would go to track, to track down Gallifrey. Would be Translord after everything that's happened up to this point, because that's like the one of the last things he mentions to David Tennant after David Tennant leaves. If I were David Tennant, I think I'd ask more questions, just out of cur- morbid curiosity. I'd be like, "So what happens to so and so?" You know, like yeah, it was, he's gonna forget. That's true. Well, I'm I'm trying to think about like um. So where do you think that David Tennant was pulled from? Because like I'm trying to remember a point in time when he was just by himself. He, um, it was after the Donna Noble stuff, and there they had like a, a a really long stretch where they just had a few specials. Oh really? And um, oh no, okay. It, it, they had a few episodes where it was just him, um, like the Waters of Mars. Oh, that's true. Okay, that makes more sense. I was thinking and, it must have been before Donna Noble because. The Donna Noble episode that she is reintroduced on starts with him just wandering around by himself, like solving crimes. Yeah, like that was the uh, that was the stolen Earth, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. The one where Donna Noble isn't reintroduced is um, the one with the fat babies. Oh, I meant the end of that season was. Oh, okay. Yeah, the stolen Earth. Yeah, that was the end of that season. Was the stolen Earth, and then he goes on to do the Planet of the Dead and the Waters of Mars. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they had like. The thing with the master. Yeah. And that's when he... Um, that's when he regenerates. He gets shot by Daleks so many times. <laughs> As you know, I'm pretty sure in that episode... I forget what it's called, honestly, but in that episode, it's not that Daleks shoot him, it's that he gets irradiated. And it just takes forever to actually kill him. So he goes around saying goodbye to everybody. He's an irradiated, creepy guy. That's right, yeah. Like, little kid Tyler, Rose Tyler, being like, Hi! I'm gonna die soon. And then he blows up and turns into um, Matt Smith. <laughs> and goes, oh my god, that chin! A dog did shoot him, though. Did it, did it shoot him? I don't remember. Yeah. It, it, it like, uh, raised him, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I remember it, did, he got shot by a, a Dalek in, um... He did get shot by a Dalek. Matt Smith got shot by a Dalek in uh, the one, the Big Bang, where they used the Pandorica. Do you remember the Pandorica from Matt Smith's first season? Kind of. Where, like, yeah, like, a Dalek shot him there, and he was dying, and he sat inside of the Pandorica because it would keep him alive forever. Oh, no, wait, a Dalek shot him, and then he used the hand to to, uh, regenerate himself. I don't know. I just know we had the joke where he always gets shot by Daleks, and that's how he regenerates. 
moving yes. on. It's like, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the doctor. Look, am I racially diverse companions? <laughs> Exterminate! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yep, looking looking forward to what happens next in Doctor Who. We have a Christmas special, and then a few months later, we have... Um, Do you want to make predictions about Peter Capaldi's Doctor style? Going to have a scarf, 3D glasses, blue trainers... And, he's going uh, to look like my Minecraft character. <laughs> yeah, that's what... <laughs> Fez. Um, um, he's going to be dressed like Neo. That's, that's my prediction. Oh, God. I don't know what they're going to make him look like. I'm trying to think, like... I, I feel that Doctor Who has moved beyond popular culture. But he does talk about Twitter quite a bit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know about that. I, I wonder what kind of... Maybe doctor... he'll go back to um, question mark jackets. Oh, God. Well, like... I wonder what kind of doctor he's going to be. Is he going to be, like, wacky and crazy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because they've done kind of wacky twice in a row. Because, like, yeah. uh, David Tennant had, was pretty quirky, and Matt Smith was really quirky. I liked the young... I don't know the actor's name, but the guy that was the doctor in that, uh, that short that they put on TV where he, like, decides to become John Hurt or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, like... He's, like, talking to that captain, and she's just like, why are we going to the back of the ship? And he's like, well, clearly that's the spot that's going to crash the last. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, just super calm and collected, but just saying these ridiculous things. Yeah, that's the Eighth Doctor. He was in that in that TV movie that was supposed to be a pilot for, a new, for like, a new show, but it, yeah. it, uh, it did do... It did well in the UK, but in the United States it didn't get very good ratings, and it was co-produced by... Um, some American and Canadian companies, I think. So they didn't move ahead with it. But it's canon. It's all canon. That's or, the one. I want to watch thing. that movie just to, just to see what it's like. It, it that's the really neat thing. I think I think Doctor Who is the only thing in in the world as far as like stories that are being written that no matter what they do just stays canon throughout. They always manage to make it work. Like they reboot the series, it's the rest is canon. Doesn't matter. Star Trek <laughs> did it with um, the old Star Trek and the Next Generation. Yeah, but they would move it ahead by several years. Like Doctor Who's just like, nope, it's all connected. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Well, and that, Star Trek's all connected. Well, you know what you know what I mean though. It's like we've seen the transition. It's like we really didn't though. There was a fifteen-year gap true. between. Um, that's true, but they still managed to fill that gap with. He would at least talk about stuff. It, you know? so yeah, that's true. It, it, I don't know. It's it, it's just it's very unique in that aspect to me that like they'll just go off and experiment sometimes, but they still go nope. It's canon. It's all canon. Yeah, would have been easy to make that TV movie, you know, not canon. Yeah, and just be like, no, nah, it just never happened. We were just screwing around. Yeah, but uh, they, they did. I mean, like, that takes some incredible writing chops. I think people give Stephen Moffat a hard time for what he does. I never got why people, why some people don't like what he's doing with the show. Like, I, I have a couple friends that talk about it's like they just, they retcon a lot of the rules that they've been, that they stipulated about in the universe. It's like, oh, you can't cross your personal timeline, yet Matt Smith just does it all the fucking time. <laughs> and there was one moment where he goes, yeah, we can't cross our own timeline unless it's for a cheap uh, parlor trick. Even in this special, like Matt Smith says, not Matt Smith, David Tennant says something about how they can't they can't just go rescue Gallifrey. That'll be changing their own their their own history. And then Matt Smith goes, "We change our own history all the time." 
it's kind of like joke between both of those characters. That I guess the big thing is, it's like way back when they said a doctor will have 12 regenerations. And uh, they're like, you can't break that rule. Yeah. Well, here's they... another there's another funny thing. Um, at some point, there was a spinoff, and they mentioned the doctor and made a joke that he could regenerate 507 times. But it was like a joke, and then like the producers of the show had to come out and say, like, no, that's not true. Like that was just a joke, and like the people took it seriously. So I think there's well, that's yeah. the thing with fandoms. It's like every single thing that's ever uttered, even how insignificant it really is, people take it as obviously it's true. So like you have a character jokingly say that the doctor can regenerate a, a million times. Yeah. And people will write essays about it. You know? Yeah. Do you think Wonders of the Universe will ever reach that kind of status? Oh, I wonder. The 50th anniversary of Wonders of the Universe will have, <laughs> will have seven episodes. Well, we're fast approaching the friggin' 50th anniversary. What are we supposed to do about this? We gotta... <laughs> has it been five years? Been... No, it hasn't been five years. It's been at least... Was it been three? I don't know. Nice. Conversation for another time. Yeah. We're working on stuff, guys. Trust us. Yep. You should watch my stream where I draw things. <laughs> for Wonders uh, of the Universe. Yeah, so uh, wrap, it, wrap it up. I guess we're done. Okay. Um, yeah. Wrapping up Doctor Who. Daleks, Cybermen, the Great Intelligence. What are their big monsters? They're all there. Doctor says crazy things and wears fezzes and bow ties and shoes and glasses and is a funny guy. And you should watch it because it's great. And it's like our generation's version of Star Trek that never came to be. Even though Star Trek's still around. Well, sort of. In movie form. If you want to watch a TV show that is our generation's version of Star Trek, watch Doctor Who because it's it's worth it. Only everything. on BBC One. Yeah. Those British guys. If you're they British. Have, if you're British. You gotta, you gotta fake it. You gotta go call them up and be like, Hello! I'd like oh, to... Oh, no, we come full circle with the... I'd, uh, like, I'd like to go and drive a moped. I don't think British people drive mopeds. I'm ending this. Goodbye, everyone. It was a good thing to say with a British accent. Aye, oi, oi. Send your complaints to bigbadgiant at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See you later.